Hi guys, welcome to the Alternative Podcast number 22 we're on now. Um, I've got a guest today, a fellow YouTuber, Alice. Alice, would you like to introduce yourself? Hi guys, my name is Alessa. I'm from Canada. Um, I have a channel. I just talk about kind of things going on, sometimes motivation, stories, just things like that. Yeah, we'll, t- we'll tag all of your details in the description below. Um, also, Aaron said it's episode 22, but it's not. It's episode 21. Oh, my bad. <laughs> um, yeah, so let's get started with the pod. So, Aless, would you like to give us your thoughts on what's going on in Canada at the moment regarding censorship, Justin Trudeau, all the uh, all the good stuff, the juicy stuff? Okay, sure. So, um, actually, so there's a few things happening here in terms of things that are kind of more in like the law and like legislation. So, uh, first of one of them is actually Bill C-11, which I made a video about as well. But basically, it was this law where it's like an online streaming act. So basically, it's where they want to kind of regulate what we see and make Canadians see more Canadian friendly content, whatever that's supposed to mean. And it might also change the algorithm. So Canadian content is not promoted as much worldwide. So for us that make videos, we can be negatively affected by this. Now, I actually recently found out a few days ago that it actually passed and it likely might turn into law. And um, the person, I forgot what he is, like what he's in charge of. Um, His name is Pablo Rodriguez. I think he's like, oh, it's not going to affect user content. But I don't I personally don't believe that. I feel like it will affect us. And I'm concerned and not a lot of people are speaking out about this because this is technically a censorship thing. And, you know, they think that maybe we are exaggerating it or this is like not true, but it's it's right there. And people have actually gone to Parliament to speak about this. People have had petitions, but I guess they're not listening. Mm. So you said the law's being passed. It's, the bill's being passed. Yeah, so they they're they passed it so now they i think they have to just talk about it a little bit more and then they could actually implement this so the way they would have to implement something like that it would need to be sort of rolled out to all of the big tech companies like it would yeah so they mentioned um youtube netflix um it's like an online streaming act so it, it will affect all these platforms and they said that they did something like this like years ago but that was like before really the internet um came out really and all that stuff so there was like a first a second and third reading so it actually the bill was actually adopted at the third reading which happened like five days ago and basically the message was sent to the house of commons to tell them the senate that it passed with some amendments so basically it seems like they're going to actually implement this and it it concerns me you know like do i have to start using a vpn now when i post like it's i don't know how this is going to work but it does not seem good yeah um canada being from england and seeing what's happening in canada to me personally it looks like canada are trying everything they possibly can to do with censorship to gain control over the people within the country and all the other countries are just sort of stepped back for a moment to watch how it plays out what the what the end outcome looks like before they can try and do it because Canada set up in a similar way to the United Kingdom, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, exactly. Because, yeah, exactly. Like we, our queen is your queen. Yeah, there's a lot of like connections. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I, I can't help but see the because it's actually so crazy what's going on in Canada, and 
how short of a time period all of this has taken place. But I can't help but feel like it's just a testing ground and they're just using the Canadian citizens as tests to see what they can get away with, what they can normalise, and then roll it out in the other countries. Yeah, like if they see no pushback from Canadians regarding this bill, then it will start being implemented in other countries in the West because they know they can get away with it. You know, actually, Trudeau mentioned, and I, this was, I don't know how long it was, but it was like some time ago, but it wasn't too long ago. Like, I don't know, in the last, let's say, eight to 10 years, at least, at the least. And he's like, Trudeau claims that he admires China's basic dictatorship. So maybe that's all you need to know about this. Yeah. It's, it's absurd to me. And yeah, I agree. Like, you know, a lot of Canadians say that they want to move to the US, like they just can't like deal with what's happening here because we don't have like arms to protect ourselves did you guys know free speech is not kind of like in the constitution like it is in america like there isn't really like a set in stone thing here i'm not sure about over there but it is and there's a lot of canadians though that are against everything that's happening they're just not speaking up enough about it or they're just afraid to and and that's the thing and it's just yeah it's crazy well, I think in the UK it's similar in the sense where we don't have free speech as a law or in the, in the constitution like they do in America. Um, I was watching a video today. Um, I'm not sure if you've ever... I forgot, I forgot what it's called. You know, Constantine, come. What's his podcast called? Uh, trigonometry. 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 It's a podcast with Constantine. He's a political comedian... He's Russian, right? Talker. Um, yeah, he's an immigrant from Russia. And he came up with this, so, said, uh, said this stat in um, an interview. I think it was 3,400 people in the UK have been arrested for content they've posted on social media. Are you serious? Oh my yeah. God. Um, one of them was a girl whose boyfriend died in a car accident. She posted some lyrics on Facebook of her boyfriend's um, favorite rap song. And it said like, the M word in it a few times. And um, she got arrested for it. I think she got so many hours community service, a fine, and she was on a tag and under home arrest from 8 a.m. till, uh, from 8 p.m. till 8 a.m. every day. Was it like, was this recent? Uh, I think it was last year. Wow, I, 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 have, I have no words. Like, aren't there like lawyer, like what, that's the thing, right? Like, that's the crazy thing about this. Like if they try to arrest you or fire you or suspend you, you have, to, or from school, for example, like don't, like you have to have like good lawyers and like, are they even gonna fight for Like, that's insane. Like, you know, I'm not one to swear, or, like use these words, but I don't think people should get arrested because that's, if you start arresting people for these things, you're done. Like, sorry, you're done. Like there's no more freedom of us saying anything. Like, I think people, I actually wrote this down because I thought of this before, but I basically, because sometimes I write down my thoughts, people think like, oh, you want free speech so you can spew your hatred towards people. No, like the the funny thing is, yeah, like I said, I don't swear, I don't like call people names, but people don't realize that if we're not allowed to have meaningful discussions and opinions, we will be heading into massive problems. And why is it that one side can say things and the other side can't? It's just, it's all hypocritical to me, really. Yeah, well, I think the problem is by censor, 
censoring people and not giving people free speeches, who decides what is the right thing to say and what's the wrong thing to say? If it's the government, then the government is going to decide things that benefit them. If you're saying things that benefit them, then that's okay. If you're saying things that negative impact them, then it's not okay. So it's just, it's just control over the population through speech. Yeah, and it's also hypocritical because how is it that we cannot share civil opinions, but then we see all these artists, their music videos with all this nudity, Satanism, all this stuff happening, and that's okay. Like, it's just a bunch of hypocrisy, really. That is the, the main problem is who who's going to be the one in control of it? If you start limiting people now, the way society's worked in the past, in terms of what you say and when you say it and where you say it, it's all based on a social sort of unwritten code of being nice to other people. But what they're doing is they're forcing people now to be nice but abide by their rules, which is obviously the big global elite's rules um, for mass control. But it worked fine when it's a social system in place where you don't, for example, with um, the song lyrics which she put on her Facebook page, she wasn't directing that uh, racial slur to anyone because socially that's not accepted. It doesn't. She doesn't need to be arrested for it, but she should get people giving her sort of having an argument with her if she was to point that racial slur to someone. She just literally mentioned a song lyric. She wasn't directing it at anyone. She wasn't being negative. So for someone to, well, for the controlling powers to flag that up and punish someone for that, that's that's minuscule to what else people do. So the 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 lines coming further and further and further back to a point where I wouldn't even be able to. I, I think I I saw it not long ago. Um, do you know the term? retard i think that was one of the first terms where cancellations came about when people started using that term so what they're saying now right if you can't use that word then you shouldn't be able to use other words like idiot for example which is in i don't know how it is in canada but idiot in england is pretty much said on a daily basis by someone yeah it's just a common word idiot yeah, so it's going to get to a point where if someone says that word idiot, or you're an idiot, then you're going to get cancelled. So where just having the, the global elites just having that slight bit of control, and then the more they push it, and the more they push it, and the more they push it, it's eventually going to get to a point where you've got a strict set of sort of vocab which you have access to, and you can't come out of it, and just, yeah. It's actually ironic you say that because there was like a university... I should have remembered that posted out like a, a list of things you can't say and one of them was like hey guys because and I say hey guys all the time because it's a what was it non-gender like it was a list of words but they didn't even make sense like it was like mailman firefighter but like no one's gonna take that seriously but I just found that ironic like with what you guys were saying if they try to control the speech every other word will be censored or like you say one thing like thrown in jail or whatever it's just I don't know how people are not seeing this. I, are they just focused on their own lives? Are they, I don't know how people, like, it's crazy to me. Like, I don't know what happened that made me really open my eyes, but it's like, how are people not seeing this? Like, I, I don't know. 
It's I think more and more people are moving. Like, how long ago was it until your you opened your eyes? Like, when would you say the trigger point was? Well, see, this is a good question because I was asked before, like, what made me, and I can't remember. I just I cannot remember what exactly it was, but it definitely was. Um, so I was never like I know everybody's like a lot of people that are like I guess awake were part of the left at some point but for me I was never like one of those like um, social justice warriors or like the ones that would yell like I was just because I, I was like like I'm not like I'm still pretty young so when I was like more there like I wasn't like really understanding what was happening like but I never really like I was on the side of like oh kind of like the left but like not really and I guess I just mainly started more opening my eyes kind of like a lot of people during the start of the pandemic but it got more and more and more as soon as I started researching and seeing how they were actually treating people here in Canada who wanted to protest about the mandates which I guess we can get into if you guys want and then it just got more and more and more open opening my eyes more and more and more as time went on. Yeah, I think that the pandemic was definitely a big trigger point for a lot of people. But at the same time, it was it seems like it was one of those things where a lot of people, their eyes were open for it because they were like, with the, I'll blur it out because obviously we're talking about free speech and it'll get flagged. But because of the vaccine situation, a lot of people, their eyes were opened. And then when it after a few weeks, they just went back to their normal self and just forgot a, a lot of people have forgot about the way a lot of the world was treated during the pandemic and they seem to have just gone back into their bubble of okay everything's now fine and dandy but realistically we need to look at the powers that be that control us what they've done to us there it's not okay like they can't get away with it we shouldn't just forget about it and move on especially now that there's a lot of data coming out that let's just say the people that were questioning things had a point let's just say that at the very least due to how youtube is they had some sort of a point and um and like yeah with how they were treated here like basically people who protested they were considered you know trudeau called the people who were skeptical of mandates or something like that who protested or the v i'll just call it the v that were skeptical of it they were considered like he literally called them race. They're likely racist, misogynist. Like, how do you draw that connection? We made people think that people who question things were these, he called them a fringe minority. And then you see the protest that was like one of the biggest in Canada, the trucks and actually the leaders of it. I think they got arrested and I don't know if they went out because it was considered like an illegal blockage, but yeah, they somehow, I think they got arrested for it too. So that's another thing. And also their bank accounts got frozen and they're like anybody who participated in this trucker convoy bank accounts frozen i'm like what is going on so how many people actually attended the uh trucker protest do you have i can find the number if you want but i have no clue but it's way bigger than people thought it was going to be pretty much yeah i remember the, the trucker protest um it wasn't overly publicized here on sort of the mainstream news channels we just know about it from youtube channels mainly jordan peterson yeah, Jordan Peterson, yeah. Yeah, oh, him too. Oh, he's another one now. They want to re- take away his license in Canada. That's another thing yeah. too. They want him to go through social media Re-ed- training or something? Re-education? Re-education. Or they're going to take his license away? <laughs> this concerns me because um, 
because without going into too much detail, just because of like people are going to watch this. Um, let's just say that the field that I want to get into. Let's just say what I post maybe could be considered a liability because I will have to work with populations of people. And um, not that I'm saying anything bad, but like one course I'm going to have to take is like, I think it's called like anti-oppression, like this kind of stuff, like, um, uh, yeah, like that kind of stuff, which I'll take it. But if they misunderstand what I say on my channel and they think like, for example, like those videos I made on reacting to the feminism thing, if they think like, like if they twist it around on me and say like, oh, see, you think women should not have this and I could be considered like a liability or whatever to them sort of thing. Um, it kind of reminds me of like this. I was watching a video yesterday. This this cop, he he um, basically got fired because he off job. He posted on Twitter or somewhere that God made marriages like this. And then he got fired because because they were worried that he was going to treat members of the LGBT like badly. So I guess what I'm saying is what I might get into could. I could be risking it a little bit if they find me, <laughs> but I mean, I don't know. Yeah, and then the other thing you've got to look at as well, which is scary to think about, is what we're saying right now might not seem that bad today, but in 10 years' time, it could be a criminal offence. So what we say today could be a criminal offence in 10 years' time. So they might come back and be like, he did that in the past. It's now a crime. You're going that's to... That's It really is. Because that's what's happening now, right? They're, they're flagging up things that people tweeted about five, 10 years ago. And then the, the cancelling. There was one guy, I don't know who it was, I can't remember, but there was one guy that passed away and they found a tweet that he tweeted five years ago, some celebrity, I think he's a comedian, and they want to cancel him. They want to hit all of his material that's been out there to get wiped off the face of the earth. And this guy, he, he wasn't even alive when all of this is happening. It's like, it's, it's, it's funny, not obviously what happened, but it's funny how it's like even someone who's, gone like passed away unfortunately no cancel the person who passed away yeah it just doesn't make any sense like, let, let at least let the ones who have passed away sort of rest in peace <laughs> just leave exactly and i think to myself do like how do these people have all this time on their hands i think also the problem is with these people like citizens is like their priorities are just like some of them spend hours looking at this stuff. Like, don't they have like things they have to do? Don't they have like things they have to worry about? Like with their health, their job, their family, friends, like, why are they so concerned? Like, I don't have time to be like looking and getting offended at like what people are saying. It's just, I guess people's priorities sometimes. I don't know. The thing is like, people get offended by jokes people have made 10 years ago, but there's bigger things going on in the world, such as, all this Jeffrey Epstein stuff with the global elites, Bill Gates, Bill Clinton, they're all in on it, but no, you feel like no one's really making a big statement about that. It's kind of gone quiet. And if people are talking about it, they're sort of labeled conspiracy theorists, but it's a major thing that happened. And people are too focused on looking back at other people's tweets from 10 years ago and saying this person should be cancelled because he made a homophobic joke. Yeah, like, I think everyone knows about, like, what you mentioned at this point, like, to some degree or to a lot, and I think they're just distracted by everything else. You know how everybody says, that's just a distraction, like, just so people focus on things that are more, like, irrelevant, like, they fight each other without seeing who's really behind it. That's that's what 
people tend to say. And um, sorry, jumping back to it, I don't know if also another thing happening here is made like medically assisted death pretty much. And basically, I didn't say I don't want to say we won with this, but they actually ended up waiting another year because basically they introduced this legislation that like medically assisted dying. I'm sure you guys know what it is like when they like they doctors will end your life with your consent because of like a terminal illness, something really bad happening. But now they've expanded it to people with mental health issues and even people who are homeless. Like there was like this guy who was like homeless and he had um he had something else like physical uh terminal illness I think that's how you say it I hope that's the right terminology and they basically he was considering it only not because of what he was feeling but because he didn't want to be homeless he'd rather be not here than on the streets but thankfully they raised enough money for him and he's fine now it seems like but the fact that they wanted to change it to like mature minors which could be like 16 year olds and for mental illness so now they're waiting another year because they need time to get this right but if they're expanding this to people with mental health issues, everyone's going to be gone. And it just goes to show you that this is probably part of a bigger idea. Like why? Like, it's actually ironic to me that Canada loves to bring in immigrants, which they can bring immigrants. But it's like they but at the same time, they're fine with people taking their own life. Like, you know what I'm trying to say for like mental illness? Like, that's the thing. People were fine with terminal illness. But now if we go to mental illness and teens, it's going to be a mess. Mm. I think. Yeah, because there's a lot of mental, well, they, they say a lot of the sort of trans movement is sort of like a byproduct of mental health issues or depression. So this is going a step further with what they're sort of pushing to say, say if, I don't know, a 13-year-old's going through 13-year-old sort of depression whilst they're going through puberty and they're growing up is it going to get to a point that that 13 year old in the in the future could go to the hospital and say i'm too depressed like just take my take my life away like that's the that's where i can see it going in the future if something like this does ever get passed yeah and like your teenage years are like a confusing time for everybody nobody really understands themselves when they're a teenager but to have the option to go and literally uh, kill yourself through doctor's content. It's just fucking insane. Yeah, over a phase that you might be going through, you, mm. you end up taking your life from it. Yeah. And without like going, like saying the whole story, but it just reminds me when I was like that age, they basically, doctors put me on antidepressants for an issue that I basically never had. I was never depressed or really anxious at that age. I mean, I have anxiety now, but, and, and it's a like, I guess what I'm trying to say is like, they're very quick to push like medication or like push stuff made on people when really it could be a phase or other things could be, you know, uh, offered. And yeah, they're going to say, oh no, it's if treatment doesn't work, if all other options are gone, but is that really how it's going to be? I'm sorry. I don't have any trust anymore to, to like, I I've lost a lot of trust in these like officials that I don't know if I really believe that it's all other options are exhausted, you know, because I guess to them, it might be cheaper, like taking someone's life or ending it than getting them really the help. And that's very, very, very concerning. Like we have like a mental health crisis here, like public health care, like there's wait, like really big wait times for like free therapy. If you want private, you pay and you're, you can get it like, I don't know, within a week, but yeah, it just, 
if you put two and two together, it just seems like there's something sinister behind this, to be honest. Even psychologists here, apparently this association, they didn't really agree with this. They were debating about this too. It's not like the psychologists agreed with this. They're actually, a lot of them don't agree with this either. That's why they waited another year. Seems like Canada just going full pelt to do everything they possibly can to fuck up the country, basically. Exactly. With the rising costs of everything here too, people might feel like they have no choice and this isn't the country I grew up in. And yeah, like I wasn't really aware that much, you know, when I was younger, but it just, things don't feel the same anymore. And it almost feels like we have a target on our backs now, you know? And like um, some people joke, they're like, is America going to come save you guys? And it's like, you know, this, the thing is though, sometimes I, I wonder, okay, if we all pack our bags and go to the US, the problem is still gonna stay there. So we have to, I guess, like fight back or like do what we can because then we're gonna see just people just moving to the US, claiming political prisoner or whatever, like in the near future, if things keep progressing like this, like it's just, this is like, this was like a beautiful country and it still is, but it's it's crazy that this is happening. Even Australia, I think too, similar things are happening mm. there. Is there, because you've got obviously Trudeau in power now, who's the alternative? Who, is there someone else he's competing with? Well, we have actually, so like the opposition, so I guess it would be, there's a lot of mention of this guy. I don't know how to say his last name, Pierre Polivre or something. He's like this French uh, guy. And he, um, I think he's like runs the conservatives or he has something to do with it. So actually the elections are next year, like 2024. And I'm sure he's going to get out. So he might be doing all he can now to do whatever he's trying to do, because for sure they're going to vote him out for sure. And some people don't even believe that Pierre is in the like some people think he's like controlled opposition to like they don't think he's um, really in there for the people. And I don't know who to trust anymore, really. But he's, I guess, the opposite, like the opposition, I guess. Yeah. So. For 2024, we have to vote. And I think in the US, too, I'm not too sure. And hopefully, well, everybody wants Trudeau out now. Even people who are not really awake, like they just are tired of it, to be honest. Yeah. The majority of people in Canada don't like Trudeau. I think a lot of, I, I don't have the exact number, but more than 50%. Even if they're not awake, they might just not want him around because of like how expensive things are or like what he said about this and that. But a lot of people do not like him like people think but people around the world like him because you know our our country does a lot to help people worldwide and stuff but in canada it's like it's it's just funny to me it's like can uh, canada's doing a lot for everybody else so so they're not because canada's doing a lot for other countries people that are living in other countries they're not really seeing what's happening here because they're like oh canada's amazing the us is amazing they're giving money aid this and that but if they really look at what's happening here, they're treating us like not the best really with this stuff. I think you guys get what I'm trying to say, like ignoring their own citizens or like treating their own citizens like this. Yeah. Yeah. So from what we can, what me and Aaron have sort of discovered on our journey with this channel is it all seems to be stemming back to the World Economic Forum and Klaus Schwab. And he mentioned, um, well, with, Trudeau being a member of the World Economic Forum, I think he mentioned that his name and then said, we are having the country's cab uh, cabinets or 
So infiltrating um, cabinets. Yeah, cabinets, countries' cabinets with Justin Trudeau. Yeah, he used infiltrating. He used the word infiltrate. So it just like that's why I think whatever's happening in Canada now, I find it hard as an outsider. I find it hard not to envision a future of Canada as being China if Trudeau stays in power. No, I, I absolutely believe there's actually. No, there's a lot of involvement with them. Like in the US too, like I don't know about like that whole balloon thing that happened, but that went over ours and it, it went over ours and no one did anything. But there is a lot of involvement because also um there's a lot there's actually apparently Chinese police stations here that they set up like to monitor their citizens cuz we have a lot of immigrants from um China and like India as well but like may like a lot of immigrants from China too so I guess maybe that they claim that's why they're doing it to monitor them but no there's yeah with America there's like a connection but to Canada especially and people make a joke like it'll be China soon but no definitely I wouldn't be surprised and I see it definitely heading in this direction <laughs> I've heard the same in the UK that we have Chinese police stations in the UK as well I think they're in a lot of countries, but I feel like the reason why, if if people might say like to me, like, Alessia, why do you feel more uh, like, I don't want to say worried, but like, you know, why do you feel like this in Canada when this is happening everywhere? The reason why is because we have a smaller population that's willing to do something about this. Um, They took away like our uh, like right to bear arms, which I know is like this in a lot of countries, freedom of speech. But also because of this, I feel like if we were like America, because I feel like in in America, they're more like united about this. They're willing to fight back. They have their weapons. There's more here. It feels like like maybe like two percent of Canada is willing to do something about this. And it's true. It's or maybe not. Maybe it seems like it because everybody's hiding. But maybe soon everybody will come out into the surface and really do something. But I don't know. I feel very. I mean, I don't want to give them that satisfaction of feeling like, oh, see, now she's worried, she's afraid, because ultimately the goal is fear to like control people. But I just don't feel protected in Canada in terms of my rights, my freedom. Like, I feel like if I was in the States, maybe it would be more people willing to fight for me or fight for this. And but at the same time, I I also do want this country to fix that, to 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 get fixed I don't want to just escape and try to go to the U.S. because it's not even possible really like unless I would marry someone from the U.S. but I'm not doing that like to try to you know be able to move there but to be honest if my mom were to be like pack up your bags we're going to the U.S. I'd be like yeah let's go like I don't have anything to lose anymore here type of thing because I don't know just Canada doesn't feel like my home anymore I don't know why it's it's just a personal thing I guess Mm, I guess it's like finding what you want to do like you can either turn your back on canada and like you said try and escape or you can stand there and fight the the options that it's either trying to escape canada stand there and fight or just fall into the sort of trap that they're trying to set up for you and me and Aaron have had this discussion before where i think we've had it offline never on the podcast where we've said with the information we know now and the amount of research we've done and the amount of things that we've talked about and looked into, I don't think there is an option just to fall into that trap now of just go back to sleep and 
do what they want you to do. It's got to a point now where you, you know too much. You know too much. You can't turn your back on it because you can't look at life the same way again because you know how it's run, who it's run by, and how practically fucked up it is, the system. Yeah, and something that I, how do I say, like, with knowing all this, the problem is, though, that we know all that, like, I'm speaking out, like, I'm doing what I can, talking about this, opening my eyes up, trying, like, especially when it comes to how I see people, like, where I try to, I see them as individuals, I don't put them in these boxes, like, this society tries to do, but also, I guess maybe this is, like, separate, but also the fact of the matter of, like, like jobs and money, like working nine to five, like how do you find like an alternative? Like what do you do? Because at the end of the day, like, you know, it's so unaffordable here that even for like a doctor, it's sort of unaffordable. So it's just, at least where I am, it's just, it's, yeah, it's just crazy. Yeah, that's the thing. They want you to work nine to five, come home, do your house jobs, have your dinner, watch a bit of TV, go to sleep, rinse and repeat, do the same again, and then live for the weekend. You don't have any time to question things and think about what are these people doing? How are these people running our country? What are the media doing to sort of try and brainwash me? They don't want you asking these questions. They just want you to work, eat, sleep, and that's it. Exactly. Kind of like in like in a robot, like programmed, like robotic you know, a lot of people say, don't, you know, once you're awake, don't go to school. Like they're just going to indoctrinate you. They're just going to, but I, I told myself, even if like, when I go study, they're not going to do that. Even if I read and read, they're not going to get to my head. That's the thing. Like I'm willing, I know so much now that I, even if they keep trying to push things on me, I'm not going to believe it. Or I'm just going to sit there and try to work through it because what I'm doing or what I want to do is for the better of society. It's like, just to help people to like, you know, counsel them to like, give them this therapy, this, this support. And, you know, they might try to bring in like this woke stuff, but I'm going to try to like push past it. And actually, this is something I, I, I thought to myself, I'm like, what if I go to school and, you know, um, like I keep studying and then I start to feel isolated. I start to feel like alienated. Like, I feel like it's just, but then what happened was when I went to go check it out yesterday, and I don't know if this was like a sign or just something that made me smile um, crazy enough. So I went to check it out. It was kind of quiet. So as I was like leaving the parking lot, I saw like, I guess it was these guys that they were leaving with their cars and trucks. And one of them at the back had a sticker. And this sticker is known for a lot of people who are awake, who are against what's happening. And it literally said F Trudeau on the back. And when I saw it, it wasn't even because of what it said. It was because of the fact that feeling like, okay, there's someone here that at least knows kind of what's going on is it's it kind of gave me a bit of like that hope as crazy as that sounds because I feel like people like us are like outcasts in these schools in these jobs like you know we are alienated but seeing this kind of gave me that glimmer of hope like maybe there is more conversation and dialogue and it's not just woke one-sided this and that if that makes yeah, sense yeah that's a really good point because um you can tell how easy it is to become alienated in this it's like you've moved to a different world because since you've been uh, uh, made awake or you awoke, I guess it's like on the Matrix taking the blue, uh, the red pill. Sorry, you take the pill and you, you know everything. And 
that's why another problem which I have in society is everyone's fucking following the narrative because they're told to. We're outcasts, like you said, because we're questioning the narrative. I wouldn't say we're going against it. We're not exactly fighting and writing. We're just question at this moment, all you can really do is question it and make people aware enough to question it as well. But the problem is even questioning it is a problem to the people that are following the narrative. Even if you question, do we actually need to be locked down? Is, is the virus actually what it, what they say it is? You can get shut down from everything, but you say that to a random person you meet in, in the, in the pub or on the street, they'll look at you a bit funny and probably not want to talk to you. So everyone in our sort of community of let's say red pill takers feel this way where we can't talk to people because if we try and talk to them and they're not aware, they've not been awoken, awoken, I think that's a word, and they've not woken up. Will they like, are they going to judge me? So you, you're always reserved about talking to people about it. But then when you do find someone who's awake and you mention it to them and they talk, you have one of the best conversations you can. Exactly. It's someone. like a breath of fresh air. Like, I don't know about you guys, but it almost seems like now, you know, when it comes to like uh, what you want in, let's say like a friendship or relationship, I feel like the bare minimum has to be that they've woken up somehow because or else there's going to be like a disconnect, at least for me, I know. I know it's not funny, but it's like, it has to, like, I need to be around people who at least, they don't have to be fully waking up, but they're questioning things because if they don't question things, there's no communication. There's, if things really get bad, we're separated. That's it. Like, because they're going to follow that. I'm going to follow that. And, but like the connection feels so deep and genuine with people who have woken up. I don't think people realize to the extent, or at least for someone like me, where I'm like, I feel people's emotions. Like I would consider myself like an empath and being like talking to people who question things in our wake it's such a breath of fresh air i don't feel judged i feel it's really nice so imagine like a whole country or whole community like that it'll be amazing <laughs> yeah it's just yeah it's just yeah like people who just question things they don't have to fully be awakened and look into all this stuff just as long as they're questioning the narrative and open-minded to have a good discussion about it i think discussion builds such a better relationship than like superficial or oh, what was the football score this weekend exactly kind of <laughs> exactly distractions right it's just stuff to yeah. take your mind off what's actually going on in fact yeah. i don't like watching movies and tv shows i like i would rather watch documentaries i'd rather watch real life stuff and i was also saying oh what was i saying now oh no i forgot um continue if I if I if I remember, I'll mention it. Yeah, one thing I was going to say is I think as red pill takers, we need to identify how difficult it actually is for each other that are awake, and that's why I feel like building communities for people who have woken up is a great thing to do because it gives gives people sort of like a shoulder to lean on because a lot of people do feel isolated, like we talked about earlier, but it gets people talking and, and it's easy to fall into the rut which you see a lot of people in in terms of like the left for example they're all in this rut of anger where oh you don't agree with what i agree with and they just fire at you and it's just anger and it's not getting them anywhere but if you build these communities where you can properly talk to people and come up with sort of ideas on how to get more people 
awake and questioning things in a really positive manner, then that's going to help. And I think Jordan Peterson, he, he, I don't know if you listened to Joe Rogan, but he came out on Joe Rogan and said he's creating, I don't know exactly what it is, but it's basically a competitor to the World Economic Forum to make things fairer for the masses. I think that's one of the best things I've ever heard anyone on this side of life, I guess, do. Uh, since I've been involved in all this, I've not heard anyone progressively creating. We've we've, um, we've only got 70, 70 sub, uh, subscribers. He's got, I want to say, six or seven million. So six for someone, million, I think six point someone of that stature to have that following, to actually not just be talking about it and I don't want to say moaning, but it basically is moaning. He's actually built building something to make change. But he can do that because he's got the following behind him. But all of us who are coming up now, as we can see, we're really restricted because YouTube is Google and they don't want to push our content because it goes against the narrative that they want to push. So we're a threat to them, which yeah, I'm proud or, to be a threat. <laughs> yeah, or or Rumble. But Rumble too, I, I tried posting a few videos like, doesn't you get more I, I get at least more views on youtube than rumble because rumble i don't know how it still works i'm trying to navigate it but you're right and like if they <clears throat> if they're successful with this there's gonna get a, they're gonna get a lot of support like this whole the new thing they're trying to do um wow that's crazy like that's crazy like i wow it's, it's just uh, it's it keeps you going right it's like a glimmer of light to look to look towards yeah, that's what it feels like. This way setting up a bit of a beacon of light down a dark, long dark tunnel. Um, but hopefully, we'll get there one day, and we'll see. Uh, sort of, all these issues are identifying will have some be resolved in one way or another. I think. I think the good always wins. The bad, the bad doesn't. Right, exactly. And and you know, I was I remember what I was going to say, and also I feel like our ancestors are like our relatives who have passed away that are like older they're looking at what's going on now and like especially people who fought for our freedom fought like that's why i have so much like sympathy for like veterans because it's like they try to fight for like their country and then look how they're treated but like just looking at what's happening now like our ancestors must must be thinking like what kind of world has it gotten into the people who think like who i don't want to say like the normal people but the people like us were the way we think was like normal like all this time ago is now not normal anymore that's insane to me and what I, I remember right now is that I feel like these people we're gonna call them the bad guys I feel like they kind of want us to know what's happening because because think about it like this because I think this to myself why haven't why was how was the matrix able to be uh and maybe you guys have the answer. Maybe this is obvious. How was the Matrix able to be posted? How are people like Tom McDonald, The Daily Wire, uh, Jordan Peterson, if they're actually like exposing what's going on, why are they able, like how how come their stuff hasn't get, gotten shut down yet? So a little part of me thinks that like they kind of want us to know what's happening. So at least they can claim that, oh, see, they're not fighting back. That's why we can continue to do this or something. Like, I feel like they kind of want us to know. But then also people can bring up Tate, which I don't know if you guys were thinking of bringing up Andrew Tate, the fact that they, some people think he genuinely got arrested for trafficking. Some people think he got arrested because he exposed what was happening. So, yeah, it's like, I, I think to myself, like, 
you know, why hasn't like the Matrix movie been like taken down? Like if this is really exposing what's happening, because I thought that everything would be shut down. That's somewhat exposing. I hope you guys get what I'm saying. Yeah, I think there's like a, there's any sort of way we decipher what you've said can only be seen as a conspiracy theory because you can say they won't take the Matrix down because if they do take the Matrix down, it just shows they've got something to hide. So back in the day, well, well, I wouldn't even say back in the day, just a couple of years ago when conspiracy theorists were about, which a lot of it's come true, it was quite normal just to call, call someone a conspiracy theorist and then for that person to move on. That's still happening today. So we would get called conspiracy theorists. We will, our channel, if you showed it to a normal person, they would just sign it off as a conspiracy channel when in fact we're talking truth. So I think at this moment, this is just what I think, but I think at this moment in time, people who we're going through a transitional period where the conspiracies are obviously coming true, but we're still sort of being written off as crazy people. Like Kanye West is being written off as crazy. Andrew Tate's being written off as, well, every single word that's under the sun he's being <laughs> written off um, for. But I think it is a transitional period at the moment where more and more people are waking up and realizing these crazy people aren't actually crazy. They're, they're, they're onto something. So I don't know if we might see it in a few months, but that's just my theory. But it, that's probably a conspiracy. I, I saw this joke where it's like, what's the difference between... Uh, Wait, let me remember it. Oh, what's uh, what's the difference between a conspiracy theory and the truth? Six months. <laughs> so basically, <laughs> like conspiracy theories come through essentially. Um, and exactly. And actually, I feel like I've become stronger. And maybe it's just like my turn, like my faith getting stronger and stronger. That I feel like I'm not afraid anymore. Like I feel like if this was maybe six months ago, I wouldn't maybe come on here. I wouldn't post some things I was talking about. Uh, I wouldn't like sometimes when people comment and reply to me, I, I don't like confrontation, so I'll delete the comment. But I feel like I'm becoming more and more firm now and not as afraid because I'm like, I'd rather be bold and take a chance because life is a whole risk than be scared and be, you know, I, I like even what we're talking about now. I thought a few months ago, if they hear us talking about this, they're going to go after us. But everyone talks about this. They can't go after everybody. And not just that, we can't live and be afraid of everything, you know yeah but the thing is we need, we just need to be honest and try and figure out what we think the truth is in this world because i feel like the mainstream media just lying to us everything they put out i think it's just a lie um not everything some of it might there might be some truth in some of it but the majority of it is just a load of bullshit. um so i feel like my job is to find out what the truth actually is and everyone might find out the truth in a different way or might interpret the truth differently, but just based on my experiences and what I'm learning and what I'm researching is what I think the truth is. Um, and I don't think if I believe something's the truth, I shouldn't be scared to say what the truth, what I think the truth is. So like being arrested or whatever, if anyone wants to come for me, like, I, I, it doesn't bother me because I feel like I must be doing something right then. And it always comes out eventually, or that's my belief, at least. Yeah. Yeah, you can't, you shouldn't, like, you sh can't run away from your opinion and, and how you feel. And it's your journey, your experience. You can't shut away from it because 
you then you you're just asking to go into this deep depression and i guess that's kind of what they want they want people weak and they want them depressed and sad and for them to sort of i, I feel like well, I, I would never say i was depressed but i have been through periods of my life where i've been down but since the last year or so like going on this journey and discovering all of this like i said new world i've probably been the in the best sort of like feeling the best i've ever felt um ever but i think feeling awake actually feels it's good alive. for your mental health <laughs> you feel alive yeah yeah <laughs> um but yeah what do you think about andrew tate and what's going on there yeah so i actually okay so i made a few videos on this and the reason i'm referencing the videos is just so i remember what i said okay so the first video i made i, I mentioned how um i was just like looking into him i seemed people in my comments were I wouldn't say they were kind of coming after me, but they kind of probably thought I was one of the haters or whatever. So my overall conclusion of Tate, I guess, would be that I think that as much as, okay, I don't think that he's, um, okay, so I don't see him as this crazy, evil misogynist. In fact, there's some things I don't agree with, like in a sense where I wouldn't live my life like that, or like in a sense where like, like what I don't agree with him when he, he's, he talks about this whole like sleeping around thing. I would rather like nobody do it. Like where, where I think he mentioned something about like how men can like cheat, but women can't, I think nobody should at all. Like, in my opinion, like I wouldn't want to be in a relationship where the guy thinks he can cheat. Like I wouldn't, I don't want him to like, just, but that's how like a lot of people think like that should be normal, but some people have different beliefs. It is what it is. But I, I personally, you know, even, you know, being a girl, being through what I've gone through, I don't think of him as a threat to me. Like I wouldn't feel unsafe around him. I also, apparently he's being held illegally in a sense, illegally. When I say that, I mean, like there's no evidence apparently, and they're still keeping him there. And that no matter who he is, like, I don't, people should not be wrongly kept there when there's no evidence. And I think people are trying to find evidence against him. And um, I think, you know, this is the thing. Some people look at like little things he said, like they look at the things he said about feminism, about the war, and, and they form like a really bad opinion on him. And, you know, you don't have to like him, but like justice has to prevail. So if he's there wrongly, people should talk about it or people should try to do something about it you know and I just even if he was there like I honestly don't think he trafficked people I think the worst he's done if he's done this is maybe with his business like scamming people but at that the worst I I really don't think he he's trafficked people I don't know what do you guys think so with Andrew Tate like I won't talk too much about him being in prison because I feel like it's very cloudy and because in a Romanian prison as well, there's not much information that we can really go off. Yeah. This is just um, what his lawyer was saying. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like everyone on his side is saying that there's no evidence and he shouldn't be kept there. Um, but I don't, I'm not going to comment too much on that, but him as a person before he was in prison, um, I was looking into him cause I was really interested in him cause I was hearing a lot of, uh, like, younger men were listening to him and I was thinking like why is this guy like taking off so much so I started listening to him and I thought all right like he's actually talking a lot of sense and 
you're right in a sense where this says a lot of shit that I don't believe I don't believe in and I wouldn't follow that same path of life he's taken. But I feel like he picks up on a lot of issues in society. Um especially with I think I feel like from a male perspective, there's a lot of issues with young men in today's society where I feel like they don't have a place in society because a lot of masculine traits are being branded as toxic masculinity. Whereas I think Andrew Tate says, no, it's okay to be masculine. Go out, like work hard and like be a man, like be a, be the protector that you are, which I think is a good message for young men to listen to because it gives them some sort of responsibility and some sort of meaning to their life. Whereas before they might have been lost and had no direction. Andrew Tate telling them to go out and be the protector that you are gives them some purpose to go and get it, go and get something, which I think is good for mental health, men's mental health. And there's another thing I heard him. Um, he said a young guy came up to him, said that, um, well, I emailed him and said he's really depressed at the moment. Um, he's considering committing suicide. And Andrew Tate, and he said, can you help me? Andrew Tate said, go to the gym, go and get a six pack and then come back and talk to me and tell me how you're feeling. So he did that. He came back and spoke to him. He said, I'm feeling miles better. My depression's gone. Like, I'm really happy now. But it's given him a goal to work towards that's got him out of that depression. Right. Um, yeah, like the thing, yeah, the thing was him too, though. I I guess, I don't know if, I guess this is like, uh, but like, relating to it the thing with Tate though is I feel like okay so I think with Tate like I've always been on the fence with him because when it comes to these people online I just don't fully like I don't idolize anybody online like famous because I don't know the way they really are but I don't I'm, I'm kind of in the middle about him like yeah like you said some things I agree some things I don't but I don't think that he's like a threat to me at least like as a woman right because it's all about him being <coughs> sorry about him being like a misogynist I don't see him like as a threat but I just feel like now <clears throat> sorry what I'm noticing too is like a lot of people who have kind of like bounced off of Tate or like done something similar with Tate they tend to so I saw this like podcast like I came across it on Rumble where you know they get like six seven girls like I guess they're Instagram models in a room yeah. and then they start fresh and fit <laughs> exactly <that. laughs> And exactly them. And I see the comments and they're all like, like there's, I guess they're all guys and they're all like saying stuff about these girls and stuff like that. And, and I feel like they're not looking at the other side of things where there's girls that are not doing this, but they want to find a guy that's similar to them. Like in, in, like, I guess what I'm saying is like, I also feel like now men and women are at each other's throats too, with this whole Tate stuff, because there's men, I want a woman like this woman saying, I want a man like this. And they're not looking at the more like calm side of it, where there's two people that want to be together that want to, because sometimes I feel like these people, Tate type of people, they, they also can be a bit like hypocritical in some sense, or like they might, they don't see the other side of things. Like they say woman, this and that, but they're not seeing what about the women that are doing this and that, but they want a guy who's also being loyal to them and not doing all this stuff that they're doing. I hope you guys get what I mean. Like, I think they're just seeing the more extreme side of it. Like, I think everyone's seeing the more extreme side, like the extreme girls, the extreme guys, but like, there's no middle ground or like the people that are 
calm and they're doing things in a good way. They're just not the loud voices. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think like fresh and fit for an example is it's two extremes, literally just sat on a podcast arguing with each other. Um, yeah. I stopped it. I couldn't watch it. <laughs> yeah. it's just a yeah, stupid concept really it's but, not really um, a healthy discussion right they're not really no. getting anywhere with their discussion yeah they're just kind of coming at each other and the fans are like calling people names and yeah. it's like oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> it's a, a, quite a toxic setting to be honest i think that's like the issue with andrew tate is he's built like a fan base that listens to everything he says and takes it as gospel and looks at him like like he's jesus when He's not like he says some things that are like sound minded and all right, but then he says a lot of things as well that are a bit too wild and out there. I actually said I think his fans are more extreme than him. <laughs> There's kind of to that, at least what what I've noticed. I feel like his fans are more vicious than he is. I, I don't know why. Like I felt that aggression from the fans. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> Just me personally. Mm. I think most of what he says. He's got, I, I wouldn't say I necessarily agree with everything he says, like you've obviously mentioned, but I understand where he, obviously it's his, it's his opinion. It's where he's been on his own journey, obviously, and he's built these opinions over time. But anything, any opinion he has, he has reasoning behind his opinion. He's not just saying, he's not just picking, plucking things out of thin air and saying things just to, sort of cause stir a pot and cause i don't know controversy controversy but what he's actually saying he's always got reasoning behind it and same with jordan peterson he's always got well thought out reasons for what he says but everyone's different people i prefer hanging around with certain people and not others but it's up to the listener to take on board what best suits them in their life rather than like Aaron said, listening to every single thing he says as gospel and then adapting your whole life around shit. I want to be Andrew Tate. I want the Bugattis. I want the private jets. I want to cheat on my other half. It, you can just take, you just might want the Bugatti. So listen to the things that he says to help you go and get your Bugatti. You might just want to cheat on your partner. So just <laughs> that's a negative thing, but just listen to the parts of what he says to, cheat on your, your your partner. Don't listen to everything he says. Don't listen to everything Jordan Peterson says. Anyone that's got, uh, don't listen to everything that we say on our podcast. Everyone's got their opinions and people need to own their opinions. As soon as you start getting mad at Andrew Tate because of his opinions, what does that mean for everyone else? That means we can't have our opinions either. So th it's just another sort of string into the cancel culture and it's Everyone's just using Andrew Tate to progress where cancel culture's going. People just need to actually realize and actually stop and think for a second instead of getting angry all the time and think, well, this is, this is a human being who's got opinions. He's probably not always right. No one's ever right. No one's perfect. He's not a godlike image, like you've said. Yeah, like I was able, like I'm able to separate the argument from the person. Like, like I look at the argument I actually made a, a video like a short video saying like you know even like now that he's arrested I'm like I'm not going to take down my videos on him because like I still think that a lot of things he says like you know with this whole free speech thing with like the whole 
like I think a lot of it is important to hear and and people were agreeing with me and but the thing is a lot of people and like from let's just say other like when he said stuff about like political situations that are happening in other countries or conflict that's happening in other countries that's like a big reason why a lot of people don't like him because he said stuff about things happening in other countries about certain leaders and things like that and I understand that these people are upset about that but we have to kind of also look at the bigger picture like what he is saying that can benefit society you know and like I just I if someone were to like think that I agree with everything he says just because of the videos I made like that's their loss like I'm not going to apologize for talking about things because people are taking it the wrong way then yeah Mm. I feel like the people who agree with everything every single thing he says are just as bad as people who disagree with everything he says because he said one thing they disagree with exactly middle ground Mm. (laughs) but then you better look at it like from this point of view of how's how has society allowed that person to blow up to the point that they've blown up there must be a requirement or a need within society for a role model like Andrew Tate or else he wouldn't have got to the level that he's got to if he was just saying shit that wasn't right and no one could possibly agree with he wouldn't have got to the level that he's got to so you got to strip it back to society and think there's a need for it in society why is there a need for this because there's no male role models out there I also think it's because he's very extreme about it. So, for example, like if I were to make clickbait thumbnails saying I'm in love with Andrew Tate or I want to like push Andrew Tate off a clip, whatever, then that would get attention because like extreme, like you have to, I think to get views and attention and everything, you've got to make like really extreme points. But I I wouldn't do that. Like I wouldn't clickbait things and things like that. But it's that's how to get people's attention because his points were considered like extreme as well, like the little clips. Uh, So I think they took his little clips that were kind of extreme and put it out there to get like attention because the reason why I think all these people are going famous like it seems like the crazy people or like the extreme voices are getting famous is because people want that drama like if if you're level headed like us for example or like rational it seems like people don't care because it's not like giving them drama you know so I think also like the extreme voices get a lot of attention because people like that uh, dopamine or whatever it is like that excitement. It's like the feeling you get when you watch a like a drama on TV. Yeah, they want that. They want to sort of replicate that in their own life and get that feeling in the real world. When it comes to, like, when it comes to feminism, LGBTQ, and like um, racial stuff, I I don't know what it falls under. It's like some, uh, what's it called? Uh, Marxist. Pardon? Is it diversity? Yeah, but like there was like kind of like a school of thought thing. Anyways, yeah, so that kind of stuff with diversity, because that's a big one. I think this is just me personally. I mean, I grew up in a city where all my close friends, even now to this day, online, offline, are not even my ethnicity. So, you know, that's just how I am because, and the thing is though, if you tell them I don't see color, that's actually considered racist somehow, saying I don't see color, which I don't know if. (laughs) think like you're ignoring their struggles but I don't like I just don't care where someone is from like it's more like their beliefs that matter to me and um I think this is like a big problem people still will uh put others in boxes and just because they're from this country just because they're this gender this orientation they must be like this and that and seeing people as individuals I know it's hard because people have biases sometimes and like we all have our preferences but kind of getting out of this and not putting these like prejudice or these like judgments of people I know sometimes these stereotypes like 
like you know the stereotype about like the blue hair green hair people like that they're all like woke and stuff like I know sometimes there's a little bit of a pattern people notice but at the same time just trying to look at people as individuals because this is a really big problem and you know this whole privilege stuff they talk about and actually I know someone they told me their friend in college made them write an essay of how they have privilege because of their skin color because they're European or something and I'm like um what if this person that's European was literally homeless all their life like how do you yeah how do you connect them dots yeah. I feel like sometimes with this like diversity like everyone says white privilege I feel like that itself is racist by saying white people are more privileged than colored people mm-hmm. black people it's just like it's you just instead of because obviously we all know black people were oppressed in the past by oppressing white people how does that make it right in, in today's society everyone should just be on a level playing field now like the past is the past it's happened like what we can't change that now but what we can change is what happens today and what we can do today is put everyone on a level playing field and treat everyone like like the humans they are not you're white so that means you're privileged because you've got a different skin color to me because i'm dark like it just makes fucking zero sense yeah i said i said this like a few months ago i'm like one day there's gonna be like like people like reverse racism like it's gonna reverse on it's like gonna turn around and and honestly like for example it's turned around now because people are hating on men now like straight white christian men they're like giving them so much grief and it's gonna turn around one day and it seems like it is and actually but then it comes to this argument where you know they'll see like a european and say you're privileged but then i can come around and say actually italians were also discriminated and nobody really talked about that i could go say that what about that so or like even Irish people or, or this person, that person. And I feel like at some point, everybody, like all people, or at least most people were, you know, somehow like oppressed. And, and I, you know what I said in one of my videos, when it talks about feminism, I don't feel oppressed for my gender. I don't feel oppressed for where I come from. I feel oppressed because of my opinions. That's, that's what I feel oppressed about or what I feel discriminated about or what I feel disadvantaged about. That's like my opinions and my beliefs, not what I look like. That's or my gender. That's how I feel now at, in this day and age. Well, I'll probably say I feel like, and I'll probably, probably, well, a lot of people probably won't agree with me. But for example, right, you've got Black History Month. Until we can let go of that type of sort of celebration, no one's going to be equal. And I think it's similar to what Aaron was saying. If we keep having to pull these people up and put them into, we're still categorizing them, no matter what race they are, in any discussion that we have, we're categorizing the different races and saying, oh, they're, they're, they need some more support. These are even the same with the whole diversity movement across the whole board, across every single area. Until we stop categorizing people, people are going to be categorized. And if you categorize people, you're putting them into different tribal groups. And then within tribal groups is going to be conflict. One of them things is going to be racism because people are categorizing races all the time. And then, so we just say, just get rid of all the categories. Stop, for example, taking a knee at a football game to say no to racism. Just stop talking about it and stop categorizing it 
and it will phase out. It will probably be, won't phase out immediately. It'll probably be over some sort of time period. But until we can stop categorizing people, people are still going to be racist because it's just the way society is built. Actually, I was going to say uh, quickly, I think Morgan Freeman said, like, how do we stop racism? Just stop talking about it or something. And I, what I was going to quickly say is that I also don't like the labels white, black, Asian, brown. Like, it's like then people start arguing on who's what, who's this, that. For me, if I'm going to use where someone is from, like my friend is, I'm not going to say my friend is black. I'm going to say my friend is Jamaican or my friend is not white. They're British like I I would rather use the country because it shows like their culture like I don't like these white black even some people might argue okay don't bring up where they're from but like if there's if we're going to talk about where they're from because of I don't know some cultural thing like I don't even like those white black this that because then people start arguing about it I'd rather use the country if we have to but yeah Mm. go on Mm -hmm. yeah because you got to look at human if we want equality you got to look at humans as equals and just because of the categories we've put in place, saying the word black is black lives matter. It's all around a negative connotation connotation of it. If we're going to say, my friend's Jamaican, my friend's just basing it on their country, we're just categorizing them from where they were born. We're not actually being racist. And uh, yeah, uh, what you said about um, Morgan Freeman, the best way, that's basically what I'll... He, you just uh, summed it up in a sentence what I just spent like 30 seconds running. Yeah, because I was going to like follow up on that as well. Like, because it's always being spoken about race this, race that, race this, race that, it's at the forefront of everyone's minds. So they're always thinking about oh, what race is he or what race is she and this and that. And it just, because that's at the forefront of people's minds, that's where it makes racism more prominent. Where if it's not spoken about at all, then it's just left. Like, there probably will be some racism still, but I don't think it'll be as extreme as what we're seeing today. It'll phase out. Yeah, yeah and actually, it's like, the, uh, beca- I guess, be- yeah, because of this month, uh, Black History Month, there was two, like, things that happened that got people upset. So one, quickly, in, in Canada, there was a, a movie theater that, or a play, they were going to put on a play. Um, it was like a story of uh, this girl who she was, I guess we're going to use these terms like black and she uh, like it was like about her life like it wasn't about anything having to do with racism it seemed like it had something to do with her family you know what they said basically long story short they only wanted people who identified as black to go see it and apparently if you didn't identify as black so if I went um, they would have talked to me and be like kind of they would dis discourage me from going and people were really upset about that like basically they wanted to have only um people that identified as, as black to go. And also the other incident where the five uh, black police officers killed the one black guy, they're saying it's based on white supremacy. Like they're always bringing up race into it. Like what if he was killed because he was like falsely killed, like they shouldn't have done that. And it was tragic. But what if he got killed because of something else? Like they're always bringing up gender, race. Like if I go or if like a guy does something to me, oh, he's a misogynist. Or if I do something to someone that's black, I'm a racist. If I do something to someone who's LGBT, I'm like, they're always making it about that. When that person who's like hurting someone, there's something wrong. Like, you know what I'm trying to say? Like, they're always making it about that, but it could be a completely different reason. Like you just decided to be the target that day, which is tragic, but they're always, yeah. Like you guys said, they're always bringing it up. That's the thing. 
it's on the forefront of it's in the forefront of everyone's mind because if you watch media or a news channel with like open eyes to try and identify the way they actually structure the information that they're they're giving you, it, it is like you said, a black man does this or um like trans yeah. woman does this. It would be if like a white guy attacked a woman, it'd be like like beat her up or something, it'd be like white misogynist beats up women yeah. in the street. So it's always in the forefront of everyone's mind. So I think I forgot who said it, one of you one of you two said it, but it's like so if you then go because you're listening to it all the time on media, social media, TV, even um movies for fuck's sake, because look at the way it's like a new movie comes out, um, it's got no black actors in it. Then it's going to be a news line, a headline saying movie, like, I don't know, Tarantino drops a new movie with no black actors. So it's always at the forefront of everyone's mind. So then when you go out into these social settings, you're subconsciously thinking, like, how do I, you, you might meet a black person and be like, well, how do I engage with this person? Am I doing this right? Is this wrong? Is this right? So you, it's never going to escape your mind. So it's always going to be there. because, And then the more it's there, as we're seeing as well now, there's the more ways to be racist come about. Things, like we said, I think, towards the beginning of the podcast, stuff we say today we could get in trouble for in 10 years' time because stuff that we say today might not necessarily be racist. But in 10 years' time, when the culture's developed and racism developed, it could somehow become racist, whatever we've said so far. Yeah, and you made a great point about how we seem to feel like we have to be more careful around people. Like now you see this whole thing where, I don't know who said this, like Jordan Peters, some someone, I don't know who it was, that men are now more careful with women. They're afraid of doing anything because they don't want to get like allegations against them, leaving, like even giving them a hug. And that's crazy to me because like now people are afraid of doing anything to the groups that are considered minorities still or oppressed because they're afraid they're going to get public backlash or something like you guys like saying how now how do I interact with this black person what if they think I'm doing this or, or how do I interact with this woman and it's like crazy to me now people it's like oh, they're afraid of interacting with each other by keeping people afraid to communicate and work together with each other keeps the population weaker because we're not all working as a team anymore. We're working in our own little groups or in smaller communities rather than working as a big community against like issues that affect the wider community, such as censorship. Like if everybody, if we were all working together and you were friends with your neighbors and friends and everybody would just treat each other the same in normal society, you'd be able to build such a stronger team of people to fight against any any laws that take away any of your rights. I wish, like, I, I want to see a day of that happening. I, I wish, you know, like how, like we're, if we unite together, like we can accomplish a lot. 100%. And then like the movement, for example, what Jordan Peterson's doing, I think it could help unite people. It could get people who aren't necessarily awake, but they can just see that they're not happy with society. I think there's a lot of people that aren't awake, but they're just not happy with the way society is going. And they can't, maybe they can't pinpoint it. Maybe they don't want to pinpoint it. Maybe they they just don't want to. I understand that some people, they don't want to um, accept it because 
they 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 wish it was different and they feel like oh if i live my life a different way then it won't be happening and i think building a big community that accepts people in to question things and to actually be realistic about what's going on will help mental health massively and it will just help society across the board yeah it's it's true like like trying to unite people and um it, it does feel like when you wake up kind of like we mentioned in the front you in the in the beginning not the front in the beginning of the podcast is that you feel like once you wake up you feel like you're watching this from like a third person like you feel like you're like in a movie somehow like you're one of those like a zombie apocalypse movie it's like it's changed my perception in such a crazy way i don't even know how to pinpoint it but as but when i keep seeing more and more people it's giving me more hope and it's actually helping a lot you know people speak out and awake it makes me feel less alone less you know just yeah really it's funny when you when you say it feels like you're in a movie because it does feel like i'm in some crazy movie right now (laughs) yeah exactly but um i've got a question for you and josh asked it us when we um interviewed him and it was if there's one thing you could change in the world if you was if you were in control of the world what would be the one thing you would change oh in general that's a good question give me a second um okay just thinking okay i feel like i'm probably see i'm probably gonna think of something when like in like two hours because that's the thing sometimes I think after but I would say what I would change okay I would somehow open up everybody's eyes but if that's not possible I would say if everyone can treat others the way they want to be treated I feel like a lot of this would like go away because like we would be all kind to each other and everything but what I would I guess would change uh um I would just I mean, there's a lot I would try to fix the whole system. But what I I guess want one thing to happen is people to just open up their eyes, because I feel like once you open up your eyes, you become sometimes this whole different person, like you have more compassion, you see people for the way they are, you don't see them for these labels, you feel this sense of community. So definitely, I would just what can make a world a better place is if people started treating people the way they want to be treated. Um, Everybody would obviously be kind to each other because no one would treat like want to be treated terribly and just people to really open up their eyes and to really think just just think like this is our life we have a short life here and we have to like I don't know I feel like I'm going I'm I almost feel like it's a blessing to kind of open up your eyes like I almost feel like maybe this is the purpose of life because I feel like once you awake like some new enlightenment comes like just something like I don't know if it's like a spiritual thing I don't know if it's a psychological thing like something changes and I feel like the the way I was able to open up my eyes, I I feel even though it's like a blessing and a curse, that's just how I feel. And you know, at the end of the day, sometimes I wonder, like, I I wish we were wrong about this all. Like, I wish we were wrong and things were actually perfectly fine and everybody was treated nicely and there's there wasn't some control thing going on. I wish, but the reality is, it's the way it is now. And I just want more people to really think about what they're doing, think about what they're reading and really take some thought and be willing to trust yourself and to be okay with having your own opinion. 
Ah, it's a good answer. Yeah, Very it's good. A really good answer. Um, <laughs> I like what you said. Um, being awakened is a blessing, but a curse because it's a sense of freedom that you get with it, but at the same time, the overcloud of darkness, which is sort of carried over you, because being awake means you sort of broke free from the shackles in a sense, but then you can look back and see, first of all, everyone that's still tied in the shackles. And then the other side of it is you see the amount of chaos that's going on in the world, which a lot of people who are tied to the shackles don't see. So it is. Yeah. It's like uh, breaking out of prison, but it's raining outside. Well, it's like, <laughs> I was thinking it's like being in your mother's, being in your mother's womb, like all like uh, cut, uh, cared for, safe, protected, and you come out and you're in like the real world. And it's like, you don't have that blanket over you anymore. It's reality starts to hit you. And I don't know. I mean, may, sometimes I wonder if our purpose here in life is just to like, oh, awake. Like, like this is like all like a, a game. Like, um, like, I don't know. Sometimes I see it like Jumanji, like, you know how like they have to go, you know how like in Jumanji they have, I don't know if you've seen the movie, they have to like go and, uh overcome the obstacles and in the end they get like the jewel i think and then they scream jumanji and it's like over so sometimes i think like this is the way life is like we're supposed to wake up and try to change things like i don't know like a video game like it just feels like a movie i don't know how to explain it Get 100 percent what you mean i guess that's why a lot of people become connected with religion though right that's what from our journey or my journey i've identified is couple of months ago i was saying i was atheist um and finding out the amount of information i found out over the last couple of months it's kind of hard to be an atheist when you look at the world and the way you know how the world's run there is a high it must be a higher purpose somewhere because whether it's we're in a simulation and someone's designed the simulation that's going down one end of it or if it's the realms or whatnot i also think of it like this if they the bad ones are trying to like eliminate religion or trying to like make people do things that are like satanic it makes me think then there is god like god is real like my belief like then there must be something there because it almost seems like it's everything they want is like the opposite type of thing but yeah i agree my faith definitely got way stronger like just for sure. And we need that or else like, I think we would go crazy, like being awake or at least, you know, that sense of that. Yeah. I do definitely think there's a purpose here. And yeah. I think the same happened to both of us isn't it, Cam? when we sort of woke up, we realized that there is more out there and then we got more in touch with like spirituality, which is a, was a path that we're at the start of, but we're going down it now, like trying to learn about it and understand it a bit more. Um, but it's, I think it's a nice path, spiritually. Yeah. It's um, interesting. It's not self-rewarding, right? Mm. Um, sort of kind of on the subject. Did you guys see what happened at the Grammys? Oh, actually, um, someone told me about what happened with Sam Smith. And I'm like, I don't even want to watch it. Because I actually avoid a lot of these things. Because I'm like, what if it's just like subconsciously... You know, and and that's the thing. I think that's the reason why a lot of people have trouble with religion because they think that basically religion is completely goes against like what our society does. So like our religion would not, or at least my belief, would not be okay with what's being done at the Grammys, would not be okay with the society we live in. And actually, 
Um, and actually, I think that's also why people struggle because they think religion is so restricted because a lot of religion is going against this mainstream society. Mm. The, the norm, which is like, because we can see quite, well, quite clearly identify that Hollywood and fame is all pretty much evil. That's one thing I've sort of discovered is Hollywood is sort of the definition of evil <clears throat> in quite a few different ways. Um, but it, I think it goes a lot deeper than I realize anyway. But celebrities and fame and all of this crap, the Kardashians, that's all, that's the new religion. And if it is evil and if it is satanic, then that's what people are worshipping. That's what you watching Keeping Up With The Kardashians is going to do to you is you're technically tuning into whatever spirit level they're on. Yeah, and what you were saying about the Grammys, I'm, I'm, do you want to like elaborate? Like you, I'm assuming you're gonna say Sam Smith, right? Yeah, the, basically it was a satanic ritual which take took place. Um, <laughs> well, did, when when I was looking, I went down a little bit of a rabbit hole earlier. But when <laughs> they were looking at it, they were saying, I think they had the weekends on, and then they did Travis. Do you know when Travis Scott did his concert and some young people died? Oh, it's all, all three of them that you just mentioned, I don't get good vibes from. <laughs> yeah, so they were showing the Sam Smith one and then comparing it to, they say it's fictional, but fictional satanic rituals. And then they were comparing, I think The weekend he was like a devil getting brought down into a crowd. No, he was an angel getting brought down into like a crowd of like, devils. And then the Travis Scott one goes so fucking deep, it's ridiculous that... I think there were signs of like satanic signs all around the stage and about, you know, I don't know how fucking deep we want to go here, but there's a lot of it around young people or children that get, um, what's the yeah, word? Yeah, I think, I think I know. Sacrificed. I know. Sacrificed. And oh. obviously at that concert, there was a lot of deaths. And... Oh, oh shit. That, that was crazy to me. And, and let's not forget Lil Nas X's music video. Yeah. It's every. It's... He, uh, Lil Nas X also released some trainers with. He put blood inside the. Uh, so they're night trainers. He put blood inside. Like, Do you know real? the Air Max bubble? Is it real? Yeah, like, he did put they... his own blood in it, yeah, and sold them. Uh, <laughs> what is going on? So yeah, that's why I've um I'm no longer say calling myself an atheist because um that shit is is there's like something obviously going on there. Oh my gosh. It's all in plain sight as well, which is so fucked up. Yeah, and, and if their songs come on, I just scroll. I'm like, I'm not, I don't even listen, no no no. Like I oh my gosh. And, and no one's stopping them. But yet, we're the problem. We're the problem. <laughs> <laughs> Have you? Did you watch the Grammys thing, Cam? I watched it. Well, I didn't like sit and watch the Grammys. I watched the Sam Smith snippet. Um, all those three performances you talk about, were they all at the Grammys? No, I think what the, weekends. the weekend was just a weekend concert. And obviously Travis Scott's was his um, 
whatever it's called, his concert thing. Oh, that was it. When everyone got crushed. Yeah, that one. All right. Um, but you just so have to look into it. It's um, one of the things where you Google it as well, and there's not much information of, on it on Google, but obviously it's restricted somehow. Um, yeah, shall we call it there, guys, or is there any more talking points? I think, yeah, I think we kind of like summed it up, just trying our best to <clears throat> like be firm with our opinions, really think about what we're doing. And I guess I would also argue now that we mentioned it, like avoid these mainstream things, or at least I try to do it because, yeah. Wow. Yeah. What you mentioned. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I guess you just need to understand the people that you're worshiping in a sense, because people do worship these celebrities and they don't actually know them. They just know the, the sort of art that they produce, but you need to actually, I think you need to just look into these people a little bit more and mm -hmm. actually identify who you're worshiping mm -hmm. and what their values are. Mm. Yeah. All right, guys. It's been yeah. uh, a pleasure. Yeah, it's been yeah. good. Thank you for having me here. Thank you. It was it was a good time. Thanks Always. for coming on. All right. See you later. All right. See you later. Bye, guys. Bye.